As an industry, we've been witness to incredible achievements made by some of the most acclaimed names in the industry. But as established names rise to the top, new, inexperienced voices step up to make their voices heard. Welcome to Dev Diary Next Gen, the Dev Diary spin-off series that highlights the next generation of talent coming through in the games industry. My name is Paul James, and today I'm joined by Jay Stewart, and here's his journey so far. This episode of Dev Diary Next Gen has been available for a little while now on the Dev Diary Podcast Patreon feed. So please check out the show notes, get all the details there, consider throwing a few bucks for the price of a coffee, one for the entire month. You will get access to Dev Diary Next Gen the moment it goes live, as well as early access to the normal episodes of the show as well, whenever possible. So go check out the Patreon, consider pledging a little bit of support, you'll help grow the show even further. I really appreciate it and enjoy the show. So today I'm joined for this third entry of Dev Diary Next Gen by Jay. How are you? I like it. Good things. It's it's great to have you on board. We were, we, were, we were talking just before that this is kind of day one for you as a part of the Smart program right now. We'll, we'll dive into your experiences with that shortly and what you're hoping to get out of it soon enough. But uh, congratulations firstly on, on that opportunity and thank you so much for coming on board the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me in. Yeah, yeah, like thanks. Like it's really exciting being part of the program and looking forward to the kind of connections and connections I can make as part of it and things I can learn and everything like that. Yeah, you partnered up with a great studio there at Samurai Punk, so I'm sure you're gonna learn a lot. So hoping it all goes really well for you. But we'll we'll get to all that shortly. So um where where does the experience, where does the journey with video games first begin for you? So in terms of playing them, when I mean do you recall what some of the first gaming experiences were that you had when you were younger? Do you recall even potentially what the first game was that you played by chance? Most people don't recall the very yeah. first, I don't like <laughs> Yeah, not sure what the very first one is, but um, yeah, we sort of grew up with um, like PCs around the house, so like various kind of things like that. Um, just, um, yeah, like sort of like, like, like getting the getting the kind of like PC magazines and the like demo discs oh, yeah. on those kind of things and trying out things like that sort of yeah didn't really have like consoles growing up um sort of sort of like the kind of thing where you like have the like slightly older computer and so you're just um always like trying these kind of like older things and things like that and yeah but then i get to like play console games around like friends houses and things like that so what were some of those first games that you were trying and obviously you mentioned you know, just the slightly older ones at the time but I mean what sort of games are we talking about here because obviously depending on people's age slightly older can, can quite quite widely vary in definition yeah definitely um, a lot of those sort of like kind of like sort of like in late 90s early 2000s kind of like first person shooters sort of things like oh, yeah. that and I was um, I like at the time like really enjoyed the kind of like mod scene and things like that and you'd like have this like one game so like Half-Life and then you'd um, play all these different um, different things that people had built on top of it and like oh, telling yeah. their own stories and things like that and I guess that was always fascinating to me because they were kind of um, you know also just kind of like people at home just making their own things making their own fun out of it me. yeah exactly and, did, did you dabble in that side a little bit yourself at all did you try and you know do a little bit of modding and those sorts of things at the same same sort of point yeah sort of like a little bit with the level editors and that sort of thing so yeah never quite got anything to the point of kind of like finishing and putting it out into the world but it was 
it was like a great way to sort of like dabble with, the, with like some of the tools, like the different level editors and things like that. Yeah, it's still a nice head start. It's certainly more than what a, a lot of other people will have done at an equivalent sort of age and, and point in time as well. So still lots of great opportunities, even though you didn't finish necessarily anything. It's, there's lots that you can learn from that. And so I guess at that point, was there always an interest in potentially making video games or was that always just something that you never necessarily considered as an option? Um, sort of a bit of both where like I was like fascinated by games like sort of like growing up alongside the medium like seeing how much how much it has like changed over the last kind of like 20, 20 30 years kind of yeah. things and how much it's evolved and um, that so like that that really excited me about games like like how much is still left to do and um, yeah how much the potential there is to kind of like yeah to like have an impact on the medium kind of thing um, but also at the same time, I was also like growing up in Tasmania, so also felt um, very far away from it all, kind of thing. Like it like felt like something that was very much happening, you know, over in America. Or, yeah, and it that. makes sense. Yeah, like definitely back then, I didn't have much of an idea about the um, the like local Australian kind of game dev, um, like like game dev like industry and community. And, yeah, I mean, even even the games of kind of that early to mid two thousands period that you know obviously had a very Australian flavour. Your, I don't know your KO, the Kangaroos, and those sorts of things. Like even those felt like they must have been being made elsewhere, and they just had like an Australian yeah. look and feel about them. You, you know, even Australian rules footy games. You, you know, I don't know, there's probably being made elsewhere. Like it, it didn't really feel like it was happening here in Australia. It felt like, as you said, an American, Japanese, European thing. Not, not something we could do here. So, um, yeah. what was that moment like when you kind of discovered, hey, on there's actually a scene here in Australia, and it's something you could potentially get involved with? Did, did was that? Did you feel like that was instantly a pathway for you? Were you already kind of involved in something else for a while? I guess what was what was yeah. that like when you made that? I feel discovery? like it was it was kind of like a pretty like slow kind of process. Like after after like um growing up in Tasmania and doing my education there, I moved up to Sydney for kind of work, sort of um working as the sort of like like a less exciting um, variety of software engineer and sort of normal normal tech kind of thing but um i sort of eventually kind of found out about the like local sydney game dev scene and um started going to events kind of there and meeting people involved in that um but even then like a lot of that is kind of hobbyist and there's a real sort of i think sort of like separation between sort of hobby hobby sort of like part-time um part-time game devs and some solo devs and things like that in Sydney compared to the like large established yeah. yeah studios and things like that and often like the people involved in the studios aren't necessarily going to those meetups because it's not as interesting to to them or like they're <laughs> it's already making games in a way. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um did you like even when you were doing these little making these sort of appearances did you know at that point like this is like game development is something i want to be involved in or did it still even at that stage feel like it can only ever be a hobby i need to kind of get the the full-time job in some other field and then if i can you know do that on the side and have fun with it then then great that's a bonus i guess i guess where were you at at yeah yeah it's kind of difficult to say like it was like like always sort of something i had a strong kind of interest in but hadn't um yeah figured out like possible to possible for me to sort of like navigate that path sort of into into like 
being part of um, game development. But um, I guess when when did you have that moment that you realised, hey, this is actually a thing that I could do? Was there, I mean, was, was it a single meeting? Was it one of these other kind of networking opportunities? How, how did you come to decide that, okay, this is a dream I'm going to chase? Um, yeah, I think for me, it was kind of like a very sort of gradual, gradual kind of thing where, where so like I, I'd been sort of like going along to those meetups and then they were often like putting on like um, local game jams for the community at that time. And so I was like going to a lot of those and sort of like learning more about like um, the sort of like current kind of set of like game, game engines and sort of things like that. Because when I was sort of like dabbling in modding and sort of things like that, it was kind of like pre kind of like Unity and Godot and yes, of course. all of those sort of sort of things. So it was sort of like, sort of like, um, yeah, I like spent a bunch of time and I like first moved up to Sydney, sort of like going to see music and like gigs and sort of things like that. And like, um, yeah, like um, sort of like engaging with the like, sort of like a local like Sydney music scene. And then sort of like a bit later, I was sort of looking back into um, the sort of like games community and game dev and sort of like learning how things have like changed like tech wise and on tools and so on and sort of seeing it was a bit easier to kind of like jump in and things like that and also I'd sort of like learned a lot um learned a lot kind of like skills wise with them programming and so on intervening years with my my like education and job and so on yeah so I guess what what else had you been working in prior prior to that moment of jumping across um yeah, so sort of like um, mostly in sort of like a regular kind of like software and sort of things like yep. that. So, um, yeah, but lots of like, transferable skills for sure. Yeah, a lot of kind of like a, like a, like sort of like a full stack like a web development and sort of things like that. Um, no, that's 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 really yeah. really cool and um, certainly gives you a really great, I guess, head start in a way. You you can combine those sort of work based skills that you've developed with some of the the modding and the interest that you already had as well and so um when the opportunity first first emerged and you, you got into the course what what was that like because um again it's, it's a big jump for people for anyone to make it's a life change it's a career you know deter, uh, defining moment what was that like for you when you finally made the jump yeah um i sort of feel like in in a lot of ways I'm like still kind of in the process of making that jump and like still kind of like working out if that, um, that jump is going to work for me. And yeah, um, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's sort of like if there's, if there's that kind of place and some things like that. So. Um, and so I guess what, what has, what have your experiences with the course been so far? If, if I've got timeline right, I'm sure COVID probably overlaps with it a little bit. I presume your time in the course, would that be right? Um, like in, in terms of in terms of your sorry, studies, sorry, I think I've got a bit of background noise on my side. But um, in ter- in terms of your studies so far within within the course itself, uh, I assume COVID probably played a little bit of a part in terms of uh, I guess the overlap there was was that a factor and what was that like for you as you're trying to study and learn in that space with with that background I guess. Yeah, is that isn't isn't that smart? program or oh, i guess overall your studies in in game dev and everything you've been doing not because obviously the smart program is a more recent yeah. thing that's more of the present day thing but 
everything leading up to that point was what was that influenced by yeah um yeah in in terms of like like um like game dev per se i'm more sort of like kind of kind of like sort of like self-taught in that and oh, yeah, um, okay. yeah most of my studies is like more sort of general kind of computer science and sort of things like that which um yeah it's kind of like a pre-covid kind of era oh that that's all right then um yeah it certainly makes it a bit easier if you're if you're doing it all yourself as opposed to i guess relying on a networking with with others at that particular point um what sort of experiences has and again this is i guess still pre the smart program itself uh have there been little opportunities for you to to further network to get into studios and have a bit of a look around have, have those opportunities emerged for you up to this point uh sort of like occasionally like um so i guess like for me sort of like in 2017 was my first time um sort of like going to melbourne games week and some things yep. like that and so then um I was sort of like going 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 like along to like gcap and um like getting to hear kind of industry talks and meet people like working in the industry and that sort of thing was like all um all very exciting and some things like that and then um sort of going going to things like the hover garden parties and sort of seeing the more kind of like arty kind of punk diy side of games was like yeah. also like incredibly exciting and sort of like felt more kind of like fitting with the experiences i'd have sort of like in sort of like in local music scenes in like hobart and sydney and sort of like seeing people kind of like creating their own culture and um and sort of like sort of like a like a, like a, like when like you've got people who are, who are like creating art kind of like just for them and their friends yeah. and that sort of thing no that's that's all all really cool um and so as we as we start to you know push towards the present day and, and the smart program and as we were talking about before the recording um you're partnered up with samurai punk at the moment one of one of the more established studios not only within victoria but within the country they're, they're obviously a fantastic studio have done lots of well, they're very broad in the sorts of games that they put together. That's you know, you know, speaking to lots of different tastes. Uh, they've done VR stuff. They've done things like Screen Sheet. They've done Feather. They've done some amazing, very diverse titles over the years. Um, so, what is it like for you to be to be partnered up with them for this smart program here? And I guess, what are you hoping to achieve out of your time with them? Um, I can yes, like it's really cool like, getting to getting to share share a space with with like um studios that are like creating really interesting work and with with like with like i'm like i'm samurai punk and the other people in the um, co-working space it's really yeah. exciting like seeing the projects people are working on and just like getting to discuss um, discuss things with them is there any um, oh sorry go on. yeah in terms of like what i'm hoping to get out like i guess to like sort of make more connections to the to the local like, game development community and to I guess like learn some of the kind of pitfalls to avoid with um, all the aspects of like um, as, like aspects of like working on games and putting them out into the world kind of thing. Even through your experiences so far, which are obviously still you know pretty early, and you're, you're now getting this opportunity, obviously with a bigger studio, to kind of learn from them as well. But have there you mentioned pitfalls? Have there been any pitfalls that you've kind of discovered so far? Like, oh, can't do that. <laughs> Um, or is there still you i guess in some ways it's still really that early stage where you just feel you know it feels like anything's possible in a way 
yeah, I think still, still kind of learning. That's awesome. Um, I guess as of when we record, it's it's day one of your of your of your tenure there, and I believe it's about four months long, if that's right. Um, I know it is very early days, but have you, who have you had a chance to meet so far? And is there anyone that you feel like is uh, there to? Kind of, I, I, you, you're partnered up with some specific mentors, I believe. Who who are you going to be working with over that time? Um, so I know, like all of the people in the Smart Program uh, are going 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 to be like you know, meeting like like Jason like Jason like Della Rocker. Um, I think like later later in July he's um, running a kind of like workshop for us all, which should be oh, cool. pretty exciting. Um, I don't think they've revealed too much about um, specific kind of mentors beyond that. So looking forward to. Um, <laughs> Or, or to like finding that out and to meeting people and like getting to um, tap their knowledge and experience. Yeah, I mean they're an amazing studio and they've had. Uh, I mean they've they've done a lot of work with people through the Smart Program and those sort of things in the past. And I've only ever heard glowing things about the time. Let alone the the few people who have worked at Samurai Punk over the years that I've also spoken to. And it just seems like you're in an amazingly fortunate position here to get to work with some really really talented and. Um, battle-hardened people in some ways that like really kind of know the ins and outs of this thing but as we touched on with some of the different titles they've made really embrace creativity and lots of different ideas uh, you've obviously got your own projects and those sort of things that you're working on um yeah would you care to talk a little bit about some of those and and what you're kind of working on at the moment um Yeah, I uh, can. Um... Yeah, but the current thing I'm sort of working on is still kind of pretty early days with that, so it's not. No, that's fair. Um... Um... Yeah, there's was, there was one thing I was, I was actually sort of thinking would maybe be a, a better thing to kind of talk about for um, when you're sort of like asking me about my kind of initial sort of path in the. Oh, please, yeah, like go for getting it. Getting more involved in kind of games and sort of things like that. Um, yeah, so back back in um, 2018, I um, I like I like went to went to an event called Heartbeat, which was um, run by Blushbox, um, yep. which was a which was like a symposium and a game jam about um, love and sex and romance in um, video games. And so, like the first part of that was kind of like a series of talks and all about those um, those kind of topics and how they kind of like intersect, like 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 how they like intersect and overlap with um, video games. And the second yeah. part of that was a game jam where we were like assigned into teams with um, other other people who'd um, also signed up to um, attend the game jam. Um, yeah, so I was like assigned into a group with a bunch of people and. Um, Never worked with um, the there was there was like a, like a Rakia and, and like a Juniper and um, Nick were the three people, um, yeah. And we ended up making a game which was about sort of like writing fan fiction, and that was called um, My Little Fanfic. And um, sort of after after the sort of like game jam, the event had kind of finished. We sort of put a bit more time into that, and like a blush box, um, took that over to like a GDC where they were, I think, 
doing doing like a kind of talk or a workshop at GDC, and then on to like South by Southwest, oh, yeah. sort of things like that. And like like seeing this like small little game that we'd worked on, um, sort of make the trip overseas and um, like be 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 sort of played by people at these like large events that I'd like heard of before it was like pretty. It's pretty awesome, pretty amazing, and um, yeah, and like like it felt pretty incredible, like having people kind of engage with um our work kind of like across the world and so we kind of like continued working on that and took that to some of the small like local conventions like um, like AVCon in Adelaide and GammaCon in um, Canberra and sort of continued kind of expanding that and I think um, yeah, yeah sort of like having that really sort of positive experience of like sort of having that travel across the world and then also getting to show that to people at local events and having them respond to that really positively I think was something that, um, yeah, yeah, sort of like made me made like made me think that I could like make a contribution in games and that, and, and as well like a lot of the friends that I made through going to Heartbeat and um, stayed friends like um like um, like Rukia, who I um, was in the team with working on that game. Um, she like um makes games under under, under like the name like UB Four Q, and she like 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 um. Like I'm just like recently released a, like a visual novel on Steam called Amarantus that she's yep. been working on for the like entire time of like known her since like 2018. It's like, pretty incredible to to see that sort of come from come from something that where she was telling me she'd just kind of like finished writing the whole script and then now it's gone from, all the way from that to a finished game with um really incredibly done art by um, like Sydney who's a mutual friend of us both. That's that's really really cool, and certainly for you, I guess getting the getting the feedback from people when you're able to present what you're working on, and, and get that feedback from people who've been there and done it, and have, have been at those earlier stages, and have seen as you kind of you know to use your language from before pitfalls that people can kind of fall into, like the, have those things, have those uh, people there that can provide you that feedback must be incredibly invaluable. Let alone you know now where you get to work in a space with a whole bunch of those sort of experts as well, and have them right there an available resource whenever you need it yeah yeah like, like it's really like exciting the kind of like energy in the energy in the office like everyone's sort of like working away at their own projects okay okay occasionally sort of like i'm stopping to work out like um what um like what should go next on the office playlist which is <laughs> very, very important consideration i can appreciate that the hard-hitting questions right yeah, and ho- hopefully, I mean, look, it's it's been the subject of the the last week or so. Hopefully, there's not too much Taylor Swift as a result of all the the current hype about that one. We just need, I think, we all need a bit of a break from that. Um. <laughs> like there hasn't been yet, but there has been some um, some some like a lunch like a lunchtime discussion about um, who did and did not get tickets. Oh, <laughs> a, um, I'm gl- glad to see that's still a thing now. <laughs> um, and so, I guess. What are you really hoping to achieve out of your time with the studio and through this smart program? Because obviously, yeah, it is it is a very uh, it's a golden opportunity for for you. There is there something that you, if nothing else, you'd love to be able to refine skills in a certain area or be able to touch you know explore different things that the studio's got available there. Is there anything you're really personally looking to achieve the most out of your time with Samurai Punk and through the smart program? Yeah, um, yeah, like I think just like very much to like learn more about kind of like the process of sort of like a, like a releasing of like a, of like a, like a um, 
releasing like a commercial kind of scale work and yeah sort of like because like a lot of my projects have been like a smaller kind of things in the past so like when when like, like when you when you sort of take that next step to sort of like releasing something larger and sort of things like that like what kind of new considerations do you have to have and um, yeah again um, the sort of thing like um, they're like things to avoid and the things to make sure you do and all those sort of things you need to kind of carefully navigate to release something and to hopefully like connect with an audience and um, yeah, because that—I mean—that and you, your last point there about connecting with an audience is one of those ones that can often get lost by people working on their their you know some of their first video games because they've got their their idea. Maybe it's the dream sort of idea that they've had in their head for maybe decades, and so they're they're so focused on that almost almost to the point of tunnel vision, but then lose sight of the fact that okay, like it might be fantastic for you to play, but how's it going to be for others who don't have that context? and that years of kind of dreaming and fantasy behind the whole thing. And so having having people around you that have delivered to, to the masses and have been able to get the feedback and seen what does and doesn't work and what connects and what doesn't, an incredibly valuable resource that I think often gets overlooked with these sorts of opportunities. So it's awesome for you to have that and be kind of cognizant of it as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I think there's a real sort of like balance to this sort of find there between your sort of vision and to, I guess sort of like make sure that that gets kind of communicated across and so that it can connect with people yeah that's awesome uh, yeah I think also it's like fine for people to to make something that's very much this thing that they want to exist in the world even if it um, maybe it's not for a large audience but then they, I guess they just have to be careful that they're you know, if they're making something that's that personal to not make it with a kind of commercial intent because otherwise they'll just be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and it can, yeah, it can be the, either the financial side at that point or it can be, like, there's a whole bunch of different ways that it can potentially disappoint. But if you make it purely, for, you know, purely for you, you understand you've got that context, you've got the expectations set accordingly, then you're going to come away happy at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, like only when you see people, like, devote a huge chunk of their life with the, the belief it will be a hit and then uh, have a disappointment that you yeah, yeah feel, very, feel very very sorry for people who go down that path yeah it can be it's a very very fine line to walk um, I guess at the end of the day especially like, in anything creative whether it's video games or whatever it's a very very fine line to walk so uh, good luck to like everyone and obviously good luck to yourself with, with everything you're looking to achieve through this space as well as we start to, to wind things down a few well, I guess there's a couple top level questions and then we'll get to some lighter, more enjoyable ones as we wrap up. Is there anyone that uh, you've worked with or that you look at from afar that really inspires you in the way you want to make your games? Either in terms of the type of games that you want to make or even just the way that they go about their work? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of people I've worked with, um, I mentioned, I mentioned, I mean, I mentioned like a Rakia who yep. just sort of has like a sort of like a brilliant um, mind for kind of narrative design and sort of storytelling and um, sort of how to present kind of like choices and um, yeah, there's like, I can't like, like it's just, just like a real sort of like, 
a, like a real sort of like a genius when it comes to like storytelling in games and like always um, always 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 kind of like blows me away with her um, kind of like choices and design and everything yeah. like that. Um, in terms of uh, kind of like um, outside group that I really um, admire as well, like I'm Fuzzy Ghost, uh, big um, inspirations to me. I sort of like met, met them through the kind of like Sydney um, Sydney kind of game dev um, game dev scene. Um, I'm like part of part of like a group called like Serenade that um, puts on kind of like game exhibitions and sort of things yep. like that. And so we um, we we. I like we like showed their 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 like first game Pebble Witch for one of those, and then sort of got 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 to like meet them a bit later, and um, yeah, like I think because they they sort of come from a background outside of games where they were both like animators, and then um, decided to give making games a shot and just like made something small and kind of focused like over the course of a few months, and then just like. Put that out into the world on Steam and itch and so on. And I think like what we were sort of talking about before with the sort of dangers of like making a huge kind of like multi multi year kind of project that um, it can be all consuming. Kind of like, yeah, that kind of contain yeah to like very much like make something small and kind of focused and sort of things like things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, they 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 sort of really impressed me with just like making. Making, making these sort of like nice kind of focused projects and um, imbuing them with like a lot of personality and like a lot of their sort of like in like in, like um, like an individuality and sort of things like that like their second game queer man peering into a rock pool jpeg has like got this incredible um, like incredible sort of like hyper color kind of style where it's just like incredibly visually striking and then do some sort of like quite experimental things with sort of like photogrammetry of like Sydney and things like that, where your character sort of goes in this half remembered kind of Sydney. And, and so like they've like taken, like I'm taking some real sort of like risk with that while I'm still making this like short focused game that tells this kind of like lovely story. So. It's, it's awesome to have those influences around you. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, and obviously so many more that you're going to be working with and meeting over the course of the next few months as well. So you're in a really, really fortunate position there. So um, I wish you nothing but the best with with all that and being able to pick the brains of all these experts and geniuses in the space. Um, and I guess that links into my, my next kind of more serious question. Um, what have been some, and you've, you've touched on a few things already, but what have been some of the more valuable lessons that you feel like you've learned through this, this early stage of your work in game dev? Anything that's really stuck out at you? Either that someone else has told you, or maybe through through you know moments of failure that you might have had, anything really stick out for you? Yeah. Um, I guess as. Like I guess, like what sort of comes to mind is kind of like the sort of like importance of finishing things. That uh, yeah. So like you know, it's not like it's not really done until it's like out into the world and other people can experience it and things like that. And and I guess also to kind of like avoid the temptation to um, give into kind of like scope creep and like, oh yeah, <laughs> always sort of think of like like a, like a one more thing that you can add into things that 
cool and sort of like make it a bit better or sort of make it a bit more kind of expansive. And... Well, it's never just one more thing, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, like it's one more thing and then it's one more thing after that. <laughs> and all of a sudden your project has become two years longer than what you planned on it and still doesn't have a yeah. an ETA on it. It's, it can be pretty crazy like that. And I guess, yeah, it really links in well to your last point as well about keeping things contained, keeping things you know, like a really clear definition of what the project needs to be because then it, I think it probably helps to prevent that feature creep that can so often plague games. So that's yeah. a fantastic one for you to have picked up. Yeah. And so that's some, still something I need to keep telling myself. Like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, um, I, know, I know that, and yet it constantly tempts me to... <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. It, it's it's always that kind of self discipline, that that show of restraint that's required in those sort of instances. But um, I mean, it starts with being mindful of it at the end of the day, and because if you're not, then you you're just going to find yourself on that slippery slope where you never get a game done. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we as we start to wind things up, like I said, a, a couple lighter, more enjoyable ones. If you could be credited for any game, so just add your name into the credits. You wish you could have been responsible for that, whether it's because it's of a whole a whole game that you just adore it. Maybe it was one particular aspect of a game that you look at and you're like, gee, I wish I could have done that. Like, I wish I could have been responsible for that amazing component. What game would you pick? And there's so many choices, of course, but uh, is there anything that yeah, really sticks out amongst the crowd? Um, yeah, I, I like I like a game a game that's really grabbed me over the past couple of years is um Norco, which um is kind of like full of um sort of like incredible like decisions and kind of like storytelling and mood, real like sense of place and I think like yeah, that like that would have been a like incredible project to be involved with and to like help make happen kind of yeah no norco was an awesome one yeah the game that just like really kind of grabbed me from the first kind of introduction and took me all the way through kind of thing and i guess a, a similar a similar kind of spin-off question here if you could strike and maybe it's the same answer if you could go and strike any game from your memory and get to get to play it all over again have you know no, none of those memories, none of those pre-existing memories there? What game would you pick? be fun to kind of like re-experience all the um the twists and turns of um disco elysium oh yeah <laughs> oh that's <laughs> Which is, um... yeah i could appreciate that uh, which um also i guess is a, a bit like a bit of a sort of like a um, like a like it's like I'm quite like I'm, like I'm quite like I'm fitting with the um, the story of that given that it starts off with you waking up with amnesia and so on. 
to then go and have some amnesia about the game. (laughs) That's, yeah, I didn't even think about that kind of meta level of thinking with it, but uh, (laughs) very nicely identified. That's awesome. And yeah, obviously a fantastic choice as well. Well, um, Jay, thank you so much for for coming on the show and and sharing this journey so far. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we're chatting again. You've got a few projects under your belt. Who knows where you'll end up? But um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you and and learn about all these experiences so far. I wish you nothing but the best with this time with Samurai Punk and through the Smart Program. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful program in the first place. It's uh, there's been so many successes come out of it. And I hope that you too are another one of those successes. Like, like thanks so much for like having me. Um, like, like, like having me on board. If if anyone much. if anyone listening wants to reach out or or kind of tune into a little bit of what you're up to. Is there anywhere in particular they should go, whether it's social media or a website or anything like that? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter as um, J-E-M-Z-T-O-N-E-S. Oh, um, who knows <laughs> social media at the moment. Well, yeah, it's been a trash <laughs> heat today alone, so... predict what state the world of social media will be in by the time this interview was out in the world well yeah with the number of changes today alone it's been pretty pretty crazy so we'll see we'll see what happens there but it's certainly an opportunity for people to reach out to and and if nothing else see a backlog of the things that you've been doing over the years so so as i said thank you so much for for coming on the show and sharing this journey so far uh, it's been fantastic to chat with you. I'm sure the listeners have loved it. And again, I wish you nothing but the best with the, the smart program, the time with Samurai Punk and, and everything on the road ahead. Yeah, like, like, thanks so much again for like, having me on the show. It's been really great to chat. And listeners, as always, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. That concludes this entry of Dev Diary Next Gen. Be sure to subscribe to this feed, share it with your friends, and give us a five-star review to help boost the show up the charts for greater exposure. If you have any people you'd like me to reach out to an interview, then please find me at Paul James Games on Twitter to help me get in touch with them. Until the next episode, however, that's been Jay's story. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.